From the Clark Ford Studio in Oxford, Mississippi, MBW Digital proudly presents the Oxford Exxon Podcast. I'd say thanks for tuning in, but why am I going to give you a round of applause for something you're supposed to do, to be frank? And now, here are your hosts, Chase Parm. And broadcast school has really paid off. And Neil McCready. I deserve to be on TV. Welcome in to the Thursday edition of the Oxford Exxon Podcast. Chase Parm, Neil McCready, Clark Ford at Studio here this uh, morning. A rainy morning in Oxford. We're supposed to have a great week. It was supposed to be a fantastic week with no rain. That's what they said all weekend is get through this mess and you've got a wonderful week ahead. And it's rained like three last four days still anyway. I mean, I, I know it's April. I'm griping during the April showers, May flowers, the whole thing. But it's a little annoying, a little frustrated today um, as we are uh, getting started. First of a three-game set between the Rebels and the Bulldogs tonight from Swayze Field. It is a 6 o'clock start for... Uh, for that one, um, first of two podcasts for you today. Neil's going to hit the button on a hand raise, guys, later today. I Probably around noon. Okay. I talked with Richard Cross for a while, um, almost an hour. We talked a lot of Mike Bianco. Richard and I have been around Mike for the majority of the uh, of his tenure here in Oxford. And then uh, Neil's going to speak with, uh, with Tyler Siski. Is that correct? Yep. So I'm going to air your interview with Richard first. And then uh, it'll be a live cast, and Tyler will join me live here in the Clark Ford Studios. We'll talk. Uh, I want to talk NIL with him. Yeah. Um, he, Tyler worked um, has worked with Lane Kiffin before. He's worked for Nick Saban. Um, I guess for a brief few days he worked for Lane, but I don't know if that really counts. But I kind of want to get his thoughts on. I don't think. I don't think Nick Saban's whining. People keep saying Nick Saban's whining. I don't think he is. Um, I, I think Nick Saban's sending a, a message to his fan base and also to the sport in general about okay. NIL, where things are going. Um, and I think Tyler agrees with me, but I'm going to get his thoughts. Uh, Tyler has also looked at some of these quarterbacks that are we're talking about. Uh, Marcel Reed's coming in for an official – I think it's an official visit this weekend. I know he's coming in for a visit. I think it's official. I wrote this the other day. He's the, the quarterback from Montgomery Bell in Nashville. I think if Ole Miss pushes – they can get him. Um, I think Jaden Rashada's NIL price is exorbitant, and I don't think Ole Miss can – I'm just totally serious. I don't think Ole Miss can go there. Um, Jaden Rashada was at Arkansas recently. I, I think his NIL price is too uh, pricey for their taste. I anticipate, Ar- Arkansas was involved in Marcel Reed. I think Arkansas is getting a quarterback from Malachi – a commitment from uh, Malachi Singleton, a quarterback in Georgia, on Monday, which tells me that uh, – Arkansas feels like, hey, we're probably not going to get this done with uh, with Reed. They must think he's going to Ole Miss. And so I think there's a little bit of stuff there. So I'm going to get his thoughts on some of those quarterbacks. I also just kind of want to get his thoughts as someone who's been inside a program, multiple programs. He's coached at South Alabama. He's been at Alabama at Ole Miss, of course. How he thinks, and Lane Kiffin referenced this the other day. I thought it was interesting. How he thinks it impacts the locker room when guys know that these incoming guys are coming in with massive checks you know what is that what does that do to a locker room dynamic when you're the guy that's making seven figures but you're a freshman and maybe you're not playing yet what is that like I just think it's a fascinating topic so we'll talk about that for a little while it should make a, a good hand raise guys I'll have a live stream going on obviously 
Chase's interview with Richard's pre-recorded, so they're not going to be able to interact with the stream. But Tyler and I will be able to if you uh, want to be involved. So that'll be around one should you get started on time for that portion of that, the show. That would be correct. Yeah. Yep. So there's uh, there's that. That's the plan. Uh, taped with Troy Brown yesterday. Yeah. It's brought to you by Comer Heating and Air, Southern Air Conditioning and Heating. Um, that's being produced right now. It's got a little editing that has to be done because he got a phone call in the middle of the interview. Um, it's the one negative about Zoom, you know. You, There's no pause. Well, when you're yeah, when you're on when you're using your phone as your oh, device. Oh, I didn't think about that. Okay, you know because you can't put it on airplane mode because then you can't connect to Zoom. Mm-hmm. So anyway, it all it'll all be okay. It's a little bit of a problem, isn't it? It it could you put it on Do Not Disturb, which would then take you to it would have to be like the multiple calls from a favorite to interrupt you. Because you're on Do Not Disturb, your phone. That's a good idea. I'll. I'll try is that, that possible? Yeah, I, I think. But if you're actively so. using, does the Do Not Disturb function still activate? Well, that's what I wonder. Is if if you have it on Do Not Disturb, can you then accept a Zoom call? I don't. Know. I don't know. Yeah, just a just a thought there. Uh, quickly, Blue Sky Oxford Exxon Highway Six West in Oxford. You know, to uh, get ten bucks if you haven't done that already. You should have already. You listen to us every single day. Download the Exxon Mobile app. Take a picture of the QR code right there at the pump. You're coming into town this weekend. Tons going on, so maybe you are. You can take advantage of that. $10 off at the pump with the Oxford Exxon up and down I-55 and throughout North Mississippi. Lunch specials, five sixty nine, two sides bread, 32-ounce drinks, and more. Again, coming to you from the Clark Ford studio. Uh, we are. Clark Ford is in Amory, Mississippi, 662-257-1900. 662-257-1900 is the number. Call it. Ask for Corey Clark. Tell Corey what Ford product you're looking for. He'll send you a quote. Within 15 minutes in business hours, uh, right to the bottom line, no hassle, no haggle. You get uh, that quote, and the rest is completely up to you. You can shop it around, or you can do what I've done, what I recommend that you do, and that's hop into a Clark Ford today, 662-257-1900. Guest join on the uh, Rafters Music and Food Hotline if you're coming up this weekend. Um, Rafters is a uh, is a good place to stop in, have a burger, po' boy, appetizer, full bar, a great beer selection and more, all of that at uh, Rafters Music and Food on the Square in Oxford and also Rafters in New Albany. Avery says that is what you do, that you start the Zoom and then you go to Do Not Disturb. Really? And that will fix it? Look at that. It's like it's like a community here. Okay. You know? I, I thought potentially that could be a thing, but I knew it could have some kinks too, so that's fine. Um, a couple different things. We'll, we'll hit some baseball but that's not overly important at the moment. I, well, somebody said that about Saban. He's kind of taken this to the rubber chicken circuit a little bit. He's been discussing the negatives to NIL, is how I will phrase it, um, a good bit lately. Yeah, he's having to recruit over it for the first time. For the first time in a while, it's a, it's a major obstacle for him on the recruiting trail. And it's two things. It's He's right. He is accurate. Yeah. Also, he does not get a ton of – people listening because they don't really care that Alabama feels trampled upon right now. Yeah, it's a good point. Like Alabama complaining about recruiting is like, oh, good God, shut up. Yeah. So there's a certain amount of, okay, Nick, it that, it, it makes it sound more like whining than it is. I guess that's my point. Right. Oh, it does sound like whining. Yeah. I don't think it is, though. I think he's been very factual. Like he was, Here's the question. It may be so. Because, look, he has done this in the past on other topics. If he had an NIL machine going, would it be saying the same thing? Probably not. Hence, but what he's saying is essentially what other people are saying too, which is what you're having here is 
And it's really nothing's changed. It's just there's a shift, a monumental shift that I think is happening right underneath our feet as to who the powers are going to be. Because for the longest time, Alabama was a national power, and I think some of that power is going to go away. And I think they're about to have a magical season. And that people are going to go, see, it doesn't affect them. It's That's so short-sighted. Oh, yeah, sure. Yeah, I mean, you've got Will Anderson and Bryce Young and all these dudes you've recruited over the years. But there's a shift. I mean, you can't deny without being in, without just being um, obtuse. Sure. You can't deny what Texas A&M did on the recruiting trail. You can't just ignore it and go, oh, well, they're just overrated. That's all the recruiting services are just up Jimbo's ass. Stop. That's so stupid. That, that's, that defies logic. You can't look at what's happening with USC in recruiting, with Texas in recruiting, with Tennessee in recruiting, and not go, huh, interesting. Interesting. You can't ignore what Arkansas basketball is doing, what Kentucky basketball is doing in NIL and go, hmm. No, that, that's yeah. where they've decided to dedicate their resources. Yeah, it means two things. It means that it is absolutely is something that is relevant and is changing the landscape to some extent, and we have no idea if it's sustainable or not. Yes. We have no idea year over year over year if this is what people are actually willing to put their money into. That's why I keep saying Because it. corporations are mostly scared of it. They yeah. don't want to do it. Yeah, because what's... <laughs> it takes the individual who just wants to... Well, I mean, look, we're not a corporation. I mean, I, I mean we, I'm an S-corp, I guess. I mean... But... In... <laughs> I mean, we have some NIL deals through companies with players, and, and I do them. I don't know that there's a lot in it for us. I mean, is are there people out there? Here would be the questions for the stream. Are there people out there who go, you know, I wasn't going to subscribe to rebelgrove.com, but because they do an NIL deal with Chance Campbell, Chance Peyton Campbell, Campbell Peyton Troy Shotton, Brown, yeah. Mason Brooks. Yeah, because they do those four NIL deals, I'm going to stick with them. I'm going to sign up with them. I'm not only that, I'm not going to sign up with their competition. I'm just going to sign up with them. I'm going to support them because through people, they support people who wear my uniform. I think the answer to that is no. And so on the, and I could be wrong. I don't know. I've, I've said this all along. I think we're watching an experiment in real time. Right? We're in the lab and they're pouring the stuff in the beakers and seeing what happens. Well, because, I mean, look, from a tangibility standpoint, you need some of that from a straight business book thing because if you do NILs, and look, that's across across the board. I mean, we could do it from our situation, but in general, if you're allocating funds to players, you're not allocating them other places, to yourself, to equipment, to travel, to all these different things that are coming along the line. So what is the, you know, what's the tangible benefit to that? Is it, are are we just talking about goodwill? I mean, like, what is it? And I, I, I don't know. I think it's too early to know. Also, it's picking the right players from just like any average sponsorship deal. I mean, across a number of levels there. Yeah, there's a good point there. Shifting power is not parity. Completely different. It just right. means different Shifting, people. Yeah. yeah. That doesn't mean that number 25 team has any more of a chance than they used to. I actually think I actually think there's less could potentially be less parity in the NIL landscape. The NIL landscape without the portal new rules mm-hmm. would be absolute disaster. Yeah, almost anarchy kind of. Yeah. yeah. It would just be 
if you only were talking about the structure of the top 100 players, 250 players in the country, I mean, it would be the, the, the portal allows for a little more normalcy, if you want to call it that. Sure. But I mean, I, Saban's not wrong. I, I don't think it's sustainable year over year. I just don't. I don't think you can go to the same wells unless you think of an example. They got to really win for the guy to be as motivated next year. Oh, you sure. roll a nine and three, and he goes, "Okay, what am I paying for?" For sure. Well, I mean, I've asked that. Hang qu- on, you want two hundred more thousand? I mean, I asked that question fairly recently, where someone was about nil, and I, I had to ask the question, "What's in it for me?" I don't think that's an unfair question as a business person. My job is not to protect the program. My job is not to support the program. My job is not to promote the program. My job is to cover the program. So, what's in it if if we do a package and we do all the work and we don't get a cent. What's in it for me? And and so it, you're right. These companies that are doing stuff, if they're not getting any real financial windfall from it, unless the Aggies go become a CFP team every year, I think they start asking, is this really worth it? Because before, before I was dishing out $500,000 a year, you were going eight and four. Mm-hmm. Now you're going eight and four. And I'm just paying half a million dollars. Publicly. Yeah, and getting catching some hell for it. Wouldn't it just be easier for me to keep my five hundred thousand dollars and to bitch at you for going eight and four? Yeah. <laughs> now if they start winning and winning big, people might go, Hey, he's worth it. This is awesome. Texas is joining the league. I want to humiliate them. That's why you and I've talked a little bit about UCLA recently because of, you know, Kiffin stuff and all of that. Does UCLA who right now is not only not particularly invested, but being somewhat haughty about it, not being invested. I mean, UCLA is the guy going, we're not doing this. This is stupid. Which, you, you, you unwashed idiots over there. You look, you look foolish. It's easy to do when USC is a seven and five program going to the Sun Bowl, right? I mean, finishing up the year in El Paso doesn't exactly rock the Los Angeles market. But if Lincoln Riley comes in there and suddenly they're a CFP team, well, now you have to reconsider. You have to look at it and go, okay, well, pride does go go with before the fall here. Mm-hmm. We got to get engaged, and so that's what I'm saying. It's kind of watch. It's it's really interesting t- to watch it all. It's where I give Kiffin just worlds of credit. By the way, the picture of Kiffin with the puppy yesterday is. <laughs> One of the funniest pictures. I looked at oh, that, really? I looked at that picture and I laughed and I laughed and I laughed and I laughed. It's like, yes, I bought a dog. I bought a dog. Oh, you mean like, why is my picture being taken? Yes, and, and hurry up and get it over with. And yet, I really like this cute puppy, but I don't want to do this picture, so let's go. I, I found it to be amusing. You know I find Lane more amusing than I do his anything His body else. language. Just, his body language makes me laugh. I'm the one half the time in the press conferences that is the one over there in the corner laughing. Yeah. He picked up a pup from Wild Rose. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) But anyway, I I mean, Lane, to his credit, has figured out. What's he going to name the dog? Something trollish. Oh, you think so? Yeah. I mean, someone in the thread said it already, so I don't want to steal their thunder. But the one that I would love is if he named it Nick. Or if he got one, the best one right now would be Jimbo. Oh, That would be great if he named the dog Jimbo. That would just be fantastic. 
just to play along with that. And for the I don't think the two men really have any angst towards each other. I yeah, whatever. I think Lane's just doing his thing. And Jimbo, what's Jimbo going to do? I mean, what's Jim, I mean, in fairness to Jimbo, what the hell is he going to say? Hell yeah, we're buying all these kids. We can't use NIL. Technically, we can't use NIL as an incentive, but we did. About $25 million's worth. Did you see our class? <laughs> yeah. No, he's got he's got to do the other deal. No, they're coming they came in. here because they the came here because man. of the twelfth man and the North Korean band and the boy cheerleaders and that's why they're here. They love College Station. Uh, they they like they want they can't wait to get their ring. I mean, he's got to say that. I don't the know. Factory we're putting together yeah. the whole deal. Yeah, uh, he's got, what's he going to say? I mean, I don't know. What do you what do you want? What do you want people to say? Yeah. You just smile and hope you win and move on with your day. Acting all pissed off is kind of dumb. But it is, but put my glasses on and get my notes. And yeah, I mean, the table like, oh, shut up. But but I get the show. I mean, I, I was watching the show, going, I get it. I mean, I, I real, I, it's a show. It's we're college football it, is a show, of course. But, it's professional. But wrestling. to Lane's credit, he's not wasting a lot of time gnashing his teeth, um, with trying to figure out a way to get into the NIL market on 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 these prices for guys that. Instead, he's been honest about it. I mean, he, he was exactly right the other day. What does this do to a locker room? You've been a part of a team before. I've been a part of a team before. If a guy's getting special treatment, it only works if that dude is special, mm-hmm. right? Like if there's a, a different set of rules for the star and the star is carrying you to championships, cool, okay. You I mean, you're a little pissed off about it sometimes, but okay. But if the star is getting special treatment and he's not playing well, screw that. Nah, coach. And so that becomes a lock. And he, Kiffin said as much. What happens when a Shea Patterson comes to – not picking on Shea here. Shea gets the big $4 million NIL deal and then he busts. Yeah. And he's not better than Jordan Tamu who's not getting anything other than maybe a free beer at Funkies, mm-hmm. right? I mean – What's the difference in the damn locker room? What's significant? Yeah. Does that become a distraction? Does that become something you have to overcome? One of the reasons Ole Miss was so good last year, we didn't, frankly, we didn't do a good enough job talking about it. One of the two reasons that Ole Miss was so good last year was that the leader of that team was their best player. Sure. And that team had incredible chemistry. They liked one another. They respected one another. I'm not saying everybody got along and that there wasn't ever some infighting. But for the most part, everybody was pulling the same rope in the same direction, and it made them a very good football team. And frankly, on both sides of the ball, they respected the hell out of Sam Williams and the journey he had taken. Yes. Chance Chance Campbell came in and earned their respect. Mark Robinson. All those guys. Yes. Jalen Jones had been there since the the Nixon administration. I mean, there was a a sense of these. we owe it to these guys. Right? But that's earned in a locker room. And and so if you if you throw in some dynamics, let's just take Ole Miss's locker room for example. If you throw in those dynamics, and you don't have that, and suddenly you have some infighting and things like that, well, that does take away from what you're trying to do. And when your margin for error is kind of thin, that can be the difference between going nine and three and seven and five. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. So when. I mean, I don't know how many people have to tell you that chemistry matters before you believe that chemistry matters. And you talk to coaches, and they'll tell you chemistry matters. And Kiffin has just talked about that. And to his credit, and I think it's everlasting credit, he's seen – I think he saw it quickly and got into the portal and 
the portal guys like um Troy talked about this some yesterday the 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 portal guys sort of consider themselves a class of themselves mm-hmm. like hey we're a signing class yeah, even sure. though they're not all the same age yeah you know and those are the guys that have come in and they've kind of gotten to know one another and 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 the program has taken them in there's doesn't appear to be any jealousy and all of that stuff and um but those guys aren't making um, six and seven figures. Yeah, they're making some of them are making five figures. All right, sure, but yeah. they're not making. I don't the exorbitant money. They're not yeah, making yeah. the crazy money. Yeah. So you know, I mean, even like it. I know I'm 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 going on too long with this. I apologize. Even like at Texas, if you sign Arch Manning, and the figures that are out there come to fruition, if he's awesome, great. Sure. But what if he's not? What if he's just good? What if he can't beat out Quinn Ewers? I mean, what if? I don't know. What if Ewers ends up being awesome? And you've got this backup quarterback with the big family name making all of that money? You kind of become a running joke. It's a spinoff to that. That's something I actually saw yesterday I was going to mention. Anyway, we'll get to that and then second. just real quick, yeah, yeah, real quick, yeah, yeah, yeah. and then the people who pay that money, right? If that kid doesn't play, don't they go, hey, wait a minute. You you got me involved in this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And now you're not you're not my show pony's not running. Yeah, you told me that was the guy. I'm here at the Derby. I want to see my horse run. Yeah. Why is my horse sitting in the stable? Yeah. I didn't come here to look at the horse in the stable. I came here to watch him win. Cause I could tell all my friends, hey, look, that's me. Mm-hmm. Well, all those dynamics are involved. We just really, like you said, to your point, you're exactly right. We just really haven't been watching it long enough to see all of these things unfold because it's so new. No, it needs time to play out. You yeah. need time to get the disgruntled situation that you're talking about. So, Community Mortgage, Oxford, Memphis, Soto County, and Chattanooga. All underwriting and processing is done in Memphis. So you're getting local underwriting and understand your market. A leader in condo financing, the float down option, and more. You can find Jason at 662-234-2704 or J-L-O-W-E at communitymtg.com. Uh, we're also brought to you by Dead Soxie. Don't forget, uh, Jason Simmons will have a, a, I guess, a booth or a table or whatever. Be in front of Nelson's. He'll be in I front of Nelson's, that. one to five on uh, Friday. Go by, say hello to Jason. He's great. Uh, you'll really enjoy getting to meet him. You get to check out some of the uh, Dead Soxie uh, brand and their stuff. You get to make suggestions to him. If you have just want to talk about it, want to talk socks or whatever, you can do that with Jason. One to five out in front of Nelson's. If you're not going to be able to do that for whatever reason, it's okay. Go to deadsoxy.com. Use the promo code Rebel Grove. Get 25% off the best socks you will ever put on your feet. Game Changer patches are the only two-patch system available in the market to stop hangovers before they start. The warm-up patch is used before or while you drink. The overtime patch used after you've been drinking to recover while you sleep. The all-natural ingredients will keep you in the game, ready for the next place. So go to GameChangerPatch.com, promo code REBELGROVE20 at checkout for 20% off of your purchase. ACS is owned by my friend Clay McNutt there in Baldwin, Mississippi. It's a complete electrical control system solution provider and a Rockwell Automation Recognized System Integrator. They've got a full-time dedicated emergency uh, service and troubleshooting staff and a UL508A panel shop. Uh, ACS can service and install Rockwell Automation, Allen Bradley, Siemens, ABB, Square D, and many other manufacturers. 
For more information or to get in touch with them, go to acsllcms.com or call 662-601-4381. We're also brought to you by Lamons Fine Jewelry in Oxford, um, 1126 North Lamar Boulevard. They've been serving the Oxford area for three quarters of a century. Engagement rings, wedding rings, fine jewelry, watches, pearls, fashion jewelry, children's jewelry, collectibles, and more. Lamons is the gold standard in fine jewelry. Visit them at LamonsFineJewelry.com or call them at 662-234-2777. And mentioned uh, the Troy Brown Show, mentioned Hand Raised Guys, both of those brought to you by Comer Heating and Air, Southern Air Conditioning and Heating, different names, but the same great people, the same great products, the same great services. If you live in Oxford, Tupelo, or the surrounding area and you have heating or cooling needs, or you just need to make sure that your heating, your cooling system, I should say, is ready to... Uh, Get cranking when the hot weather arrives. Call Comer, 662-801-1777. Meanwhile, if you're in Memphis, Hernando, DeSoto County, that area, call the people at Southern for the exact same thing, 662-429-4429. Podcast is brought to you by Visit Oxford. Visit OxfordMS.com. Double-decker this weekend. If you're coming to town, use uh, use their website. It's a guide for you between the music schedule, art vendors, where people are set up safety options, and many more things going on around this uh, this weekend with their annual event with Double Decker. Again, you can go to visit OxfordMS.com, go to the events page, see all your different uh, options for all those different things here this weekend. Again, visit OxfordMS.com. Um, yes, Mimosa's in the vault on Saturday. That's actually a, a, a missed target that I would assume they could do pretty well with if you add that that alcohol option during during the season, especially day games. Just make them pre-made somehow or something. Mimosas? Something. Yeah, yeah, Hell yeah, yeah. I mean, 11, 11, 11 o'clock kickoff. I mean. I really I, don't care what in. time the kickoff is. I, 7.30 kickoff. Give me the mimosas. I, you're in, all good. I'm in on mimosas, man. <laughs> I'm freely yeah, you, I mean, you take my you, man card. I don't care. No, I love them, too. Absolutely. You even get a little, like, creative. I mean, you're doing the Grand New Marnier. Like, just you're, a little yeah, bit on the yeah, top. Yeah, yeah, Not yeah, much. Yeah, just yeah, a little. Yeah. I don't want to mess it up. Prosecco, a little orange juice, a little Grand Marnier. Yeah. It does not have to be morning for me. <laughs> no, sir. Yeah, keep Like your, I said, take my man card and have it. I keep, don't care. Keep your Bloody Mary. I will take the mimosa ten times out of ten between that and a Bloody Mary. Oh, at a minimum. I mean, I I I, I If I, I never had another Bloody Mary, I'm fine. If you told me I could never have another mimosa, I would I'd I'd have to go have an emotional moment. Ooh, Luke in the thread says there's a diner near him that has mimosas on tap. Ooh. Just learn how they did that. Oh, my goodness. Ooh. Feels dangerous. It <laughs> <laughs> feels, feels a little dangerous. I mean. Now, the, I want it. Uh, is the canned mimosa really, though? No, like, see, I don't, um, I don't, I don't, I don't see That's anything. like those canned cocktails. Like, uh, stop. Because you, uh, you want the Prosecco to bubble, and you want, I mean, there's, it's, there's, yeah. And I mean, don't, I don't want, no, it's, it's got to be good. And you can just go cheap, use Prosecco. It doesn't yeah. need to be champagne. No, it doesn't. Need, just Prosecco's great. Why take great champagne yeah. and pour, pour orange, orange juice, juice into it? it? That makes no sense. Yeah. I mean, if that makes you happy, go for it. You want to do that. But you don't great. have to. Just a decent Prosecco is perfectly good in a mimosa. Yeah. It just is. Grab a ton of LaMarca and get on with your day. Sure. It's fine. He says it's in Cambridge, Massachusetts. The okay. Mimosa on tap. I mean, diner. I mean, I think JM's right. It's probably the only way you could sell it is in a can. Oh. I understand that's the rules. But 
I would be be trying to manipulate the law a little bit to figure out some other option. Yeah, for sure. I don't. I, I know I'll probably do the pineapple juice thing. That is not really my. I, I'll stick with the orange juice. So. Yeah, I. I know some people love, 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 love the Bloody Mary, but I just. I wouldn't drink okay. if that was the only alcoholic option. Here's the thing, though, and I've, I've always wanted to ask this. Yeah, sure. Are there some people who won't drink a mimosa and they'll drink a Bloody Mary instead because they view it as more masculine? They don't really like it. Do you it's, really think so? I do. Sometimes it's like some of the alternative rock that people listen to. I don't think they really like it. I think they listen to it because it's cool or they perceive it to be cool. When in reality, when they get in the car by themselves, they're listening to Top 40. Ooh. That's it's a working theory. You think Bloody Mary is the more acceptable in their mind for guys man brunch drink option? Absolutely. You don't have the flute and the whole Yeah, deal. yeah, yeah. It's more masculine. You're like, look, I put a swedge of bacon in it. See? I'm a guy. And I use so much spice and Worcester oh, sauce, it's, yeah. it's drowning I mean, me. Yeah, it puts hair on your <laughs> chest, right? This yeah. put hair on your chest. I poured an extra shot of vodka in there just to prove to you how crazy I am. Now, there's some people that really like a Bloody Mary. Don't get me wrong, but I do believe there are some people who are drinking a Bloody Mary going, I, I, sure. said, I wish I had that mimosa. It's been my five-year, ten-year take now. It's why the old-fashioned has been bastardized. People don't actually want an old-fashioned. They want something sweet, and it's made them use club soda more and muddle fruits, and bars have bastardized the old-fashioned because a lot of people who used to order them because Don Draper had them. Well, you know the choir you're preaching to right now. That's the reason. Yeah, because you don't need all that stuff. Like, if I see you starting to muddle fruit, I'm like, no, 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 no. Stop. Stop, stop, stop. Take the rind. Just put the... I'll have a sun-kissed, and then I'd like you to throw a little little bourbon in it. Yeah, I'll have a jack and sun-kissed, please. Oh, God. Well, that's what you're drinking. I know, I know. When you put soda water, muddled fruit, and bourbon in it. You're creating quite the summer cocktail. And then they're like, and here's some cherries. No, I don't know. Is it too early to start drinking? Never. Never. Never, 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 never. Uh, Even JG has backed off this. JG has admitted that he likes mimosas. Oh, did he? Yeah, it took him took him a while to get to that place, but he got there. He is an eclectic, an eclectic uh, cornucopia of thoughts. We'll say, <laughs> like, it, well, Jay has started cooking. Um, he's using HelloFresh. Yeah, and he's very proud of uh, of his of his culinary so, skills now. Yeah, and so suddenly, suddenly he's backing off some of his hardcore stances. I eat ketchup on one type of pizza. I didn't, I, and I don't even do that. Any, honestly, I don't even do that anymore. Because I don't know the last time I've had a meat lover's pizza, yeah. pizza, but go ahead. It's fine. I don't don't mind. It's all good. Nostalgia is a powerful thing. Uh, where are we falling on Tony Vitello giving $2 chest bumps for charity this week because he was suspended for chest bumping an umpire? Um, I guess if that's going to be his lane, then fine. Feels like he's... He's jumping the shark. It feels like he's hurting himself long term, unless yeah. he wants to stay at Tennessee forever. At which point, okay, cool. But like, suddenly, places that might have openings one day where he has natural ties might look at that oh, and go, hmm, "Where would that be?" 
Yeah. Missouri, he did he did coach at Missouri. Yeah. Some of those people might look at it and yeah. go, that's not really what we want. That's kind of not our brand. You know? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I get it. Um uh, what I was gonna say, this the I forgot this. I'm supposed to go, hey, you never got a background of this. I was watching a video yesterday, or I was I guess I was on YouTube trying to find something. And I ran across a Kobe Bryant interview and I just it started playing and I kind of just ditched, didn't turn it off for some reason. And he was talking about it kind of relates to the NIL thing a little bit of people getting frustrated and inside locker rooms that he said when they're playing defense against certain teams, if they had a guy who had just gotten a max contract and they had another guy who was well, their second best player, but he hadn't got to that point yet that they would do all they could to double him, freeze him out and not give him the ball. And let the other guy, the max contract guy, kind of get loose a little bit and let him have a lot of things and make it almost create tension in between them. And he said that about half the time, it would have a very tangible impact on the game because that second best player suddenly is in his head and he's throwing up Hail Mary shots and he's doing all these different things trying to get his, especially playing the Lakers, obviously, and everything, that it created a chasm inside their thing, even on the court over 48 minutes. Was that a Kobe thing, or was that a Phil Jackson thing? Well, now thing? that I don't know. Isn't it was just Kobe telling the story. Yeah. Kobe was a competitive genius. Um, Yeah, I could see that. It's interesting. It's one of the ways where, because like, I hate the algorithms and the way Facebook and YouTube and everything tries to show me what they want me to see. Yeah. But in my YouTube viewing, I'm obviously not going to come across a lot of NBA, a lot of Kobe Bryant. But I watched a couple, and now I'm getting more, and I'm getting more fascinated every time I see one. Now I'm finding myself watching more and more and more Kobe stuff over the course of of time. No, Kobe, Kobe was fascinating. The whole career before what happened in Colorado, the career after what happened mm-hmm. in Colorado, the career after his body began to break down, the Shaq thing, all of that stuff. And by the end, he was just a genius. Competitively, I mean, it's the impact that he had on the NBA on today's stars is kind of remarkable because those guys grew up loving him, worshiping him. I mean, they were when they were little kids, he was God, he was basketball God. Well, he had to kind of you know, and he had to mature and grow up and figure out how to channel that in the correct ways. I mean, you got you Phil Jackson telling the story that when Kobe was young and just coming up or whatever, and he was first trying to teach him how to play a little bit, he was reckless and he was too fast and he was doing some things. And he had asked Michael Jordan, he said, hey, can you talk to Kobe? Like, can you, he might, you might be the one guy that he would listen to. Yeah. And they said they get in the room and Michael's like, hey, Kobe, whatever. And Kobe looks at him and goes, I'd beat your ass one-on-one. <laughs> and Michael, it feels like, okay, David. All right, Never mind. Whatever. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's like, okay. <laughs> he goes, all right, never mind. <laughs> so, so, yeah. Um, I'm going to save baseball for the after the next break in a second. We've got a few minutes. Um, Jay Wright stepping down at Villanova. Yeah. Out of nowhere, seemingly. 60 years old. Yeah. Looks younger than that because he's fit and always dressed and dapper and his whole his whole deal. He does always look great. Oh yeah, yeah. I mean, just quintessential, exactly what you would, um, what, what you would want. They've already hired the replacement. They got Fordham taking yep. his place. He went sixteen and sixteen, but obviously he'll be good fine. Coach. Yeah, yeah. yeah it'll, it'll 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 be all right. Um, I think it was Seth Davis that wrote it. Said, so, you know, obviously coaching is a great job, but a lousy profession. Talks about how you make a ton of money, you do all these things, but it chews you up. Uh huh. Jay Wright doesn't appear to be taking an NBA job. It appears to be he's going to go surf and hang out with the kids and chill out. 
Um, he's made a ton of money. He's 60. He's healthy. We're going to see a lot more of that, aren't we? Yes. That is what's actually changing is we're not going to see the 78-year-old head coach as much anymore. I don't think so. The The, the whole it's, – it's NIL. It's transfer portal. It's – the one thing that the coaches talk about, and fans, some fans push back, some don't, some get it, is with the portal the way it is today, and NIL the way it is today, and with recruiting, with you have an early period and the late period, it's like you're never off. And people come back and go, yeah, well, you make $7 million. You don't deserve off. Well, not everybody's making $7 million, And people on the staffs that are working their way up are not making anything close to that. And so by the time you become a head coach and you get your money, you're getting to be kind of my age and you're just burned out on it. And if you have the money, if you've preserved your money in a way, I think you're going to see more and more people walk away early. I think you'll see more and more coaches, especially position coaches, leave for the NFL when opportunities arise. Um, I, I, I think I think that's it's going to be more and more difficult to keep coaches – happy for a long period of time. He he shocked some people in the profession because Villanova seemed to be, not that any job, especially at that level in a lead, is low stress, but one of the more low stress jobs that maybe he was handling it better than everybody else. Maybe he was. That's why he understands, right. hey, look, it's whatever. He stops with two national titles, four Final Fours. Do you um, think he knew at the Final Four that, hey, this is the last run? Or do you think this was something that when it, you know, it's been a couple of weeks when he said, okay, I got to re-hit the button and the button wouldn't fire. If he did know, I feel even worse for him with the kid getting hurt. Yeah. Because they had a real shot with that kid healthy to win. I get how good Kansas was, but that, you know, if you know, hey, this is my life and, you know, you feel bad for the kid, obviously, but yeah, I, I don't know. It's interesting. No, I think that's. I don't know what you think that in the moment, unless you were thinking that in the entire season and the entire offseason. That's a reflective thing more than in the middle of the fire thing, I feel like. Unless there's some splice point, it doesn't feel like that's something that you just pop up in the middle of the NCAA tournament and go, nah, this is my last ride. I'm I'm, I'm, I'm done. Yeah. Unless you get to the office one day and go, I just don't care like I did. I don't care enough. Because that happens. Sure. You get burned out and go, I I, I, sure. I I don't have the energy to do this where I need to do it. Well, I mean, you saw it with a couple of, I mean, Ole Miss ties. Mm-hmm. Um, Chris Kiffin, when mm-hmm. he came down here for a couple of days, what he told people was he realized when he went out on the recruiting trail that I just can't do this. Yeah. I, I just don't want to do this ever again. This is not, or not right now. Sure. This is not how I want to spend my children's young years. Yeah. The NFL is where I want to be right now. Yeah. It's a better lifestyle. Um, then Matt Luke walked away from Georgia because after a vacation, he realized he did not want to go back. He wanted to see his boys grow up. Mm-hmm. These were formative years. He had the money coming, whether people like He's that. doing some development stuff to kind of run out his contract, right? Yeah, and yeah. he's going to do something else, you know, yeah. eventually. But I don't know that it's going to be coaching right away. Yeah. But he's taking some time because he was burned out of it, you know. They wanted to do – wanted to spend time with his family. And you don't, you know, you – it's cliche, but you don't get those years back. Mm-hmm. I mean, the kids grow up, and you look up, and they're not, you know, they're not little kids. And like we were, we were outside a minute ago, and Laura pointed across the street. She said, "See that red bird?" And I made a joke. I said, "Red bird, red bird. Who do you see?" You know, because that book. And we laughed. I mean, you read that book a thousand times to all three kids, and 
book's gone now. You know what yeah, I mean? Yeah. It's over. They don't care about the red uh, bird. You know, we're not going to read, hey, blue bird, blue, you know, yeah. blue bear, blue, whatever it was. Who do you see? That's all that stuff's oh, over. Yeah. You know what I'm talking about that book. Yeah. You know? Brown bear, brown bear. Brown bear, brown bear, yeah. Yeah, that's And cool. And, um, you know, just kids grow up. And if you, if you miss it, mm-hmm. you miss it. Podcast brought to you in part by Northeast Spark, N-E-S-P-A-R-C. Two packages, the Ignite, the 100 Mbps, or the Blaze, the 1 Gig, the Powers, the Clark Fork Studio. I've got it at home as well. Your hometown team bringing you world-class broadband. That's 662-238-3159, N-E-Spark.com. Portal Controls Network Security, also now in uh, Union and Pontotoc counties where there were no internet. So if you're in there, you're obviously not watching the stream, but if you are listening to the podcast and you're in one of those two counties without internet, give them a call as well. Again, that is 662-238-3159. The College Corners, your one-stop rebel shop, two locations in the Jackson area in Ridgeland. It's next to Fleet Feet in Flowood. It's next to Half Shell. If you don't live in Jackson, it's not a problem. Go to collegecornerstore.com. Plus, you can find them on Facebook and Instagram, whether you are tailgating in Oxford or home gating with friends and family, the College Corner has you covered for game day. Largest selection of Rebel gear in uh, central Mississippi. We're brought to you by Pinnacle. Martin Palomo and I will have a mind on my money, I think, later today. I think that's the plan. That is brought to you by Pinnacle. It's mypinwealth.com. And we're brought to you by John Edwards, Regency Travel Incorporated in Memphis. If you're thinking about it, that summer vacation, maybe you're already kind of thinking about a holiday trip uh, coming up uh November, December, whatever the case may be, get in touch with John. Just give him some parameters. Give him a budget. It's really important. And let him give you some options. You can sit back and do nothing, and he will come up with options for you. You don't have to live in or near Memphis to take advantage of his services. Um, 901-494-3387 or Edwards at regencytravel.net. First-time clients can save $50 off their first book trip just by telling John you heard about Regency Travel on the podcast and we're brought to you by opa oxford's newest restaurant on the square if you're heading up this weekend for uh the series for the grove bowl for double decker for all of the above uh, head over to uh head over to opa it's the newest restaurant on the square euros wraps kebabs redfish lamb chops handcrafted cocktails frozen libations an amazing candlelit patio and more 306 south lamar just south of the square courthouse and we're brought to you by Grenada Nissan. If you're in the market for a Nissan vehicle, Grenada Nissan's the place to go. They've got a complete selection of new and previously owned Nissan vehicles. Great lease deals as well. It's GrenadaNissanUSA.com. And we're brought to you by Whitney McNutt of Tommy Morgan Incorporated Realtors, serving you for all of your real estate needs in Oxford and Tupelo. Whitney sells condos, land, commercial, and residential family homes. And you can reach her at 662-567-2573. Or 662-842-3844. Podcast is brought to you by G&M Pharmacy, 662-236-2222. They're on South Lamar in Oxford, also with hot with uh, Tyson Drugs and Holly Springs on the square there. They deliver locally in the Oxford area, and they offer medicine. Pick your prescriptions the same day each month and take care of you. One trip to the pharmacy, one delivery, and you have what you need what you when you need it with G&M. So move your, uh, your medications over. If you're at a big box pharmacy, you don't have to stay there. Give Gene them a call, and they will make it easy for you. 662-236-2222. You know, you see that a lot of writers are at kind of the 10,000-feet view. They can't help it. They don't know every every program in and out. It's not really a negative by any stretch of the imagination. But I was reading uh, D1 Baseball put out their pre, their postseason projections yesterday. And, I, again, those are irrelevant. They're click monsters, a lot like mock drafts for, for, for their sport. Sure. But it's a snapshot at the halfway point of league play, if nothing else. But he – 
he spends a lot of time on Mississippi State and their kind of analysis of it. Uh, Mark Etheridge um, did it for them this week. And the Bulldogs are at 81 in the RPI, something like that. I mean, they're in terrible situation right now from a postseason standpoint. It's going to be very difficult for them to get in. Um, but in his last couple lines toward the bottom, his last two paragraphs, he mentions Ole Miss as well because Ole Miss and Mississippi State both out of the NCAA tournament, obviously, in their projections right now. Sure. Ole Miss is another preseason favorite on the outside looking in. The Rebels have lost nine of the last dozen SEC games and 13 of their last 18 games overall. With five series remaining against whomever, the Rebels must find wins in a hurry with an RPI of 58. Their situation may not be as dire as the cross-state rival, but it's getting close, making these next four rivalry games even more important than they are normally. Ole Miss and State may be the most heated college baseball rivalry in existence, but the teams are rolling. They hate each other. Both teams, both programs are ornery at the moment, making this next one one of the most heated and perhaps most intriguing in modern series history. Huh. Not for either team, in my opinion. I don't, yeah, I don't sense that. Ole Miss, frankly, is looking ahead to a coaching change, if we're honest, from a fan base standpoint. Yeah. And State is still pretty fat and happy. So, yeah, sure. Like, they won the title last year. Are they happy? No. Are they a little pissed probably on how it's going? Sure. But you've had a bunch of injuries yeah. and you got a title and they go, ah, this sucks. Hey, let's beat Ole Miss, but it sucks. Yeah, I don't. Uh, it, if anything, this almost. I don't. I'm not expecting egg bowl level electricity tonight at Swayze Field. No, I expect the opposite of that. Both I, teams kind of going. Yeah, I a mean, little bit. I mean, Ole Miss has bigger fish to fry right now than Mississippi State. I mean, they need to beat Mississippi State, but it could be anybody else in the other dugout, and they need to beat them at this point. I right? mean, if Ole Miss goes three and one against State in the next four, they're back sort of in the mix. Yeah. You're to get into the tournament. Your head's above the water. Yeah. Because 58 is you can you can make 58 30. State's in a spot where 81, it's hard to make that inch of anything, yeah, anything. For state, realistically, you've got to get red hot. And it can't be, hey, we, we beat Ole Miss. Okay, let's have a party. No, no, you gotta move you gotta keep beating the hell out of everybody you play, and that's not realistic if you've watched them play. Um Yeah, and you're right, they've won a national title. They've had injuries, they've got built in excuses, if you will. Um. Yeah, I don't. I mean, do they want to beat Ole Miss? Of course. But are they over there spewing venom and breathing fire? No, I don't think so. Yeah, Chris Lamontis didn't wake up this morning. And go, oh God, nah. like, no. He didn't wake up this morning. I'm guessing to go. I hate this place. I can't. Not, God, I just don't see it. I, it, I don't, it doesn't feel that way. And he saw it as I. Oh, we were only doing some football baseball games. Just. Inside a season vacuum is all he's focused on. Yeah, like he's thinking it, about it. he's thinking about his pitching plan for tonight. Yeah, that's they've actually good. gotten pretty decent pitching the last yeah. three five games. They, yeah, Six. They, they, they played well against Auburn last weekend. They actually pitched it okay against Arkansas and LSU. They just didn't win a lot of those games because those teams are healthier and better than they are right now. I mean, it's really that simple. Um, I, yeah, but. I, 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 I think Peyton and I are going to tape later this morning. I, I'll ask him about that as I this acrim. I, I doubt it. It doesn't feel well, like. Here's the problem for Ole Miss, and I'll get to it in a second. Okay. They haven't won against them. It's yeah. hard to have acrimony when it's been one sided. But State's kind of dominated the series in recent years 16 and 3 in the last 19 games. Wow. So here's that for you. What, um, I'll ask him. What do you attribute that so to? So Ole Miss went. You, what do you attribute? Ole Miss went four and zero against Mississippi State in Oxford in 2015. You you might sort of kind of remember this in the back of your mind. Ole Miss was down seven or eight runs in the ninth inning, came back, tied it on Sunday, won in the tenth inning, and took the series. They won in Pearl, and it was the first time they'd gone four and zero against the Bulldogs in a long time. That was a pretty mediocre Ole Miss team. Since then. 
State has gone, and I guess maybe since one more year or whatever. I don't, I don't know when it started. But, yeah, State has gone 16-3 and in the last 19, including sweeps in Oxford in 17 and 19. Ole Miss has really, really struggled against the Bulldogs. They have not won a game in Oxford since Nick Perkins hit that ball to win the game in the 10th inning in 2015 against Mississippi State. Um, and, I, and I'll get to how I think that's kind of relevant in a second. But just looking quickly, um, D1 has Ole Miss the, uh, the third team out right now um, alongside Tulane, Illinois, and Cal Poly. They have Louisiana Tech, the very last team in the field right now, should they not get the uh, the automatic bid. Okay. Obviously, Tennessee, the number one overall seed. They have an Aub- they have uh, Auburn, the number two seed in Statesboro, Georgia, Georgia Southern, the, a host school there. Um, they have LSU, a two seed in Coral Gables. They have Texas A&M, a two seed in Fort Worth. Rolling through SEC teams. Um, Georgia, a host. They're trying to hang on. They got great news, by the way. Cannon's pitching this weekend. So um, we'll oh, see that what that looks news. like. That changes Georgia's whole season. It's Florida that lost the ace, right? They lost Barco yesterday. Yeah. He's been shut down for elbow discomfort. <laughs> yeah, not 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 the best situation. Vanderbilt, a two seed at Georgia Tech in Atlanta. Good luck, Jackets. (laughs) 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 That guy. I mean. Danny Hall goes, oh, come on. Yeah, I mean. Yeah. I mean, the spew of F-bombs that would come out. Oh, my God. That's. That means F my The real engine just chugging yeah. along to Atlanta. Just here we go. Ah, son of a – yeah, just throwing stuff. Arkansas, the number five overall seed. Um, Louisville, the number two. See, I don't know that Arkansas can be the five, though. Their RPI is not good enough for that. No, this it's projecting that they will continue a path in a lot of ways. You know what I mean? Yeah. I mean, Because otherwise, you don't even have Ole Miss in the top 90. I mean, they're, they're five and ten in the league. You right. don't even have them – you're, you're getting them to, to 14 it. and 16, and those nine wins bumping you to yeah yeah sure, yeah, sure, yeah. You're, you're doing that. Southern Miss, the number six national seed. Wow, hell of an accomplishment. Uh, running back the regional from last year a little bit. They had Florida State as the two, Alabama as the three, headed to uh, to Hattiesburg. Obviously, just Florida State in the Ole Miss one. They have Florida, a three seed in South Bend, Indiana. Notre Dame, the host. That becomes more complicated if Barco is out for the rest of the season. Dallas Baptist, the number 10 overall seed. Dan Heapner, such a good baseball coach. And then uh, that's it from an SEC standpoint. They have Gonzaga, the number eight overall seed. What this is telling you is it's the perfect year, as you said the other day, to move this bitch around. Yeah, that's kind of what I'm expecting. Because a lot of the powers are down. Mm-hmm. The leagues are all thrown off everywhere. Like They can, they can be creative. Hey, we have an excuse to grow the game. Yeah. I mean, this out of the 16 national seeds – just the few that really stick out: Gonzaga, Oregon, Southern Miss, Notre Dame, Georgia Southern, and the rest are powers. But yeah, I mean that's yeah. that's yeah. And, to, and regionally, they get to move it around because out of the sixteen, you have what two SEC hosts or three? Uh, three. They had Georgia, Tennessee, and Arkansas. Arkansas, yeah, yeah, that's correct. I mean, technically, Auburn would probably be the next fringy host, and they're not in the conversation. Yeah. But I think they're fourth in the league probably right now from an overall resume standpoint. Them or Vanderbilt, however you want to phrase that. I mean, Vanderbilt's under 500 in the league at 7-8. and eight. Uh, Got to give Gonzaga credit. They, their athletics department is 
More than, in, just, aren't they? more than just basketball, I guess. And they don't play football D1. No. Yeah, State has pitched pretty well, actually. I'm looking at their stuff. They actually have – well, both teams have named three starters apiece, which is somewhat of an accomplishment in of itself, but nobody went TBA. Ole Miss going to Lucia, Elliott, and Derek Diamond. I still come back to if, if Elliott is your game two starter, him not pitching last week makes no sense to me. I don't really understand it. And then uh, State going uh, Brandon Smith, Preston Johnson, and Kate Smith. Decent chance that uh, – Parker Stanett comes back, pitches in his uh, in his hometown. Oxford kid playing for the Bulldogs. So you have that uh, that extra storyline. Six o'clock tonight, SEC Network. So actual TV tonight for that one. Oh, good. Um, Friday, SEC Network Plus, and then uh, on ESPN two on Saturday. So two of them are national. What time's the Saturday game? Saturday is at three thirty because the Grow Bowl's at noon. So yeah. three thirty for uh, for baseball on Saturday. I'm anticipating <laughs> a short Grove Bowl. Like, what's the TV? Well, when they didn't even know the uh... – <laughs> Well, when Lane said, oh, we'll talk about tackling and stuff later, <laughs> I laughed. I thought, no, he's done. Y'all are not doing anything, yeah, you're, actually. So you're going to play gonna play some flag and then let the fourth teamers scrimmage. We had this conversation more last year as things were going in a weird way when, uh, when Ole Miss was not faring well. And it matters. The national title matters. But I do feel like, for the most part, Ole Miss is frustrated by their own ship. I don't necessarily think that anything going on right now, for the most part, that state dominating these series in recent years like that, to that level, even though that's ridiculously dominating, mm-hmm. and state winning the title, it's not one of the three reasons why we're sitting here while we're sitting right now, in my opinion. It's there, and it's hanging into the background. Yeah. But the LSU thing, just how you're being there in general, and the perceived staleness of 22 years are all far and away higher than whatever state is doing down the road, in my opinion. Because he's still getting fired if he's 16-3 and against state in the last 19. You know, it's interesting. I still think, and I hear this from people, and you know far more Ole Miss people than I do, and I think you know more Ole Miss baseball people than I do, but I still have – the day that gets brought up more is the Tennessee Tech Monday. That gets brought up with oh yeah in yeah my yeah, circles yeah, yeah, yeah. more than you know. And I guess my point it's it's well we just didn't take care of business. It's not oh we can't beat the team down the right. road because I think that's the day that you know like if you want to have the scholarship argument and for the love of Jesus I don't but if you do you can't have it about Tennessee Tech. Mm-hmm. You can have, hey, we went to Fayetteville and on day three lost, and they've got more scholarships than we do. Okay, they do. Even last year, you could go, well, Hoagland got hurt, and who knows what it would have been if Hoagland wouldn't have gotten hurt. But it's, yeah, but when you had opportunities, you spit the bit. Like the year they lost to Tennessee Tech was a real opportunity, and they spit the bit. Um, you lost the two seeds, and I get it. I, 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 you, know, you lost the two seeds in six nine yeah yeah just it, it accumulates and then this year i think what it is is people look at the team and they look at the roster and they look at the problems they're having and they're like this is recruiting this is development this is this is a program slipping is it i don't know you would know that better than me but that's what i think people look at it and go hey and next year's probably not going to be much better a lot of i hear i hear year. that a lot too which is you know next year's not going to go much better I think one of the things that for state is kind of a, a salve, if, if you will, to the wounds this year is that they look at the, what they have coming in next year and like we're going to be fine. We're, we've 
he's recruited at a really high level. Um, then they look around and they see, you know, Auburn's there and the guy at LSU is recruiting at a really high level. And I think most people think LSU is going to be back sooner rather than later. Um, Arkansas has been a consistent power. Yeah. They had that didn't where they didn't win it in Omaha. And then last year they didn't get there, but here they are yet again. And it appears they're going to host yet again. And you know what I mean? I mean, so that's what you're up against. And I think, I think it's over. I've, I've said that to you barring a, a miracle. And I, I do mean a miracle. I think it's over. And I don't think it has anything to do with losing to state. No, because it would take a regular season and a postseason miracle. Yeah. You'd have to get hot, get in, and then win a regional. Yeah, you'd have to go on the road and do something they've never done because a, ho- a host regional's out of the picture. It's just, it's not happening. So, unless they went 13. Like, say you could host a super before you could host a regular one. Yeah, I mean, to host a regional at this point, you probably have to win 13 SEC games from here. Not 13. Yeah, yeah. Uh, maybe, yeah. 12 to 13. 12. 17 to 13 is getting you over here. Because yeah. you'd be 12 and 3 in your last 15. I was, giving them, quite hot. I was giving them 17 and frankly, the, even, the Mayor's Cup. Whatever frankly, even six, 11 and 4 gets you a host. Okay. 16 and 14 with that level of run on the back right. half. Right. But the odds of that, yeah, I mean, if you've watched the team, yeah, I mean, the odds of that are not good. We're playing in the clouds. So, right yeah, now. you know, if you told me that they went and – but that would include winning a, winning a road regional, something they haven't done, and then either going and winning a road super regional, which they have done once before, or getting fortunate and one landing in your lap, and then winning it. Well, that's worst-case scenario for Keith Carter is Agreed. making a super regional and losing it. Oh, I, I don't even think it would be difficult at this point. I just I think the writing's on the wall. I do. I, I think I think because here's the thing, Chase, that I think's out there, and I wrote about this in Ten Thoughts, and maybe nobody saw it or maybe nobody cared. I, I don't I don't know, but nobody commented on it. Let's say this weekend doesn't go great. Mm-hmm. Let's say they win one. Let's say of these next four games against State, they win two. Okay, sure. And they go to Arkansas and win one. That's nothing catastrophic, but it's not good enough at this point, right? That's probably putting – it's just you're digging your hole a little deeper if you're three and four in your next seven games. That next series at home, I think, is Missouri, May the 5th or 6th or something like that. Yeah. I don't have the dates exactly in front of me. There's no double-decker. There's no spring football. Kids are leaving. Kids are taking finals and getting out. You have graduations and stuff, but – you know, not everybody who goes to a graduation event wants to go to a baseball game. And it's kind of dead. And I think that's where people look at it and go, okay, this is not what we built it for. Well, no, and I agree. I mean, you're exactly right. I guess my argument where that's worst-case scenario is that to get to that point, they would have to be white hot. They would have to fix a ton of issues. Yeah. Would have to win a regional. And you still lose, but you go – You've been in the Sweet 16 three years in a row, including that coaching job on the back half when a team was yeah. dead. Yeah, and you could be right. I mean, like, I, I'm, I'm not. But do I expect that? No, I'm no. just saying that's worst case scenario. For, it puts Keith, because fans are still pissed. Yeah, yeah, and and I think that's why he would make a move. Yeah, I mean that's the that's the problem there. But Again, I mean, you know, head and clouds. Yeah, I mean, and to get white hot, it's got to start this weekend. I mean, you'd have to win two this weekend, win on Tuesday, go to Ar- – I mean, white hot to me is going to Arkansas and winning a series. No, it's winning four of the last five and those a sweep or two in there. Yeah, I mean, if you said, okay, describe white hot, I'd say, okay, you, you, you took three out of four from state in some fashion, two out of three at Arkansas, came home, swept Missouri, 
Took two out of three from LSU and two what? out of three from A&M. Yeah, and that's okay. Now you're now you're cooking with gas. But that's a and someone goes, okay, well we could do that. Well, yeah, but what have you seen in the first half that makes you think that's coming? Yeah. I mean, it would take some sort of a spark. Yeah, and look, Delusia could go out there tonight and throw seven innings of two hit baseball and. You win a game and save your bullpen, and you go into Friday and go, okay, let's win today. And that's that. I mean, all jokes aside, you know, winning streak starts with one game and then you get two, and then, hey, guys, on. one more win, and we have a winning streak. Mm-hmm. You know, peel the layer. Yeah, and you start doing the thing. And yeah. But the flip side of that, it's going to take more than Rachel Phelps right now. Yeah, the flip side of that is that you go out tonight and you don't get a win, and you press on Friday and you don't get a win, and Saturday's kind of press. It just, that's, and if you're going to talk about head in the clouds, I think you have to talk about that scenario too because it appears to be yeah. every bit as realistic. Podcast brought to you in part by Johnson Hill Creamery. Johnson Hill Creamery right there on White Oak Lane just off Molly Bar in Oxford. Small batch traditional cheese shop making all their cheeses locally and in-house every single day. Charcuterie, bakery, catering, grazing, and more. 662-419-9201. Cheese at johnsonhillcreamery.com. If you hurry, you probably can still get some orders in for Double Decker here this weekend but i'd get on that as fast as possible and remember their lunch special their sorry their lunch menu is up and ready to be ordered from they also are doing fetch delivery open 10 to 4 most days you can go to fetch get johnson hill creamery with their uh their gourmet lunch menu right there to your door so again 662-419-9201 we're also brought to you by service specialist staffing and recruiting agency connecting job opportunities to candidates since 1967 if you're on the job hunt whether you're seeking an entry-level position or you're a seasoned professional, they have opportunities across the board. Their goal is to get to know you, your strengths, see what you're looking for in your next career move, help you find the right fit. It's free for the candidate. All conversations are kept confidential, so you have nothing to lose by giving them a call. But if your company is looking to hire quality, hard-to-find talent, service specialists can help you too. Keep in mind that payment of service is solely contingent on if you decide to hire a uh, candidate that they send. You have nothing to lose, so give Will Sydney or Kelsey a call at 662-832-5138 or check out their new and improved website at servicespecialistltd.com. I will indeed be uh, taping with Peyton Chatney here in the next hour and a half or so. Have that up to you um, as quickly as I can. Might be mid-afternoon or so, but we'll get it to you. That's brought to you by The Rogue. It's your destination for fine men's clothing. They're stylists, hand-select pieces from top designers, from work to lifestyle to nightlife. There's the perfect something for everyone at The Rogue. All the best items from Peter Millar, Martin Dingman, Jack Victor, Halsey, True Grit, and more. 4450 I-55 North in Jackson or therogue.com. Don't just accept what you see, but imagine something new. Step forward and chase after a better version of yourself. Every day, Corinth Dental uh, will... I'm sorry, my phone. Uh, Corinth Dental will help people reinvent themselves one smile at a time. Dr. Bubba McQueen, Dr. Jenny Beth Hendrick are devoted to restoring and enhancing the natural beauty of your smile using conservative state-of-the-art procedures, including Invisalign. These clear aligners are the virtually invisible way to improve your smile. So call Corinth Dental today for a no-cost digital scan of your teeth. Let them show you the way to a straighter, healthier smile. 12 months, no interest, no down payment financing available at CorinthDental.com. Brought to you by Bell & Grove, based out of Chattanooga, Daryl Oliver and Evan Dial built Bell & Grove. It's a logistics provider with more than 35 years of transportation industry experience. They specialize in domestic freight movement throughout the U.S. For more information, you can call them at 865-672-6557. And Southern Traditions Farm has their camp schedule out. 
Uh, Monday through Friday camps, uh, 8.30 until 2 each day out at uh, their 68-acre, 32-stall, upscale equestrian training and boarding facility in Canton, Mississippi. Get in touch with Susan Walt or Bowers Cone uh, on Facebook or Instagram at Southern Traditions Farm. Starts May the 30th. It's the first camp all through the month of June. Multiple camps. So check that out at Southern Traditions Farm. Pocket Slipper here by Prime Shrimp. PrimeShrimp.com. So I'm on the stream. Just placed an order. Appreciate you for uh, that, including their new flavor. They have going the garlic herb butter. Most versatile offering yet. Taking the shrimp and the garlic butter sauce. You put over pasta, rice, veggies. Shrimp scampi, surf and turf alongside a steak or whatever you like. They have that option. The French Quarter Alfredo, it goes from Fredo that goes directly over pasta and gives you a meal. Also, there are two uh, more simple seasonings. The signature kind of has a garlic flavor to it. It's great. And then Louisiana shrimp boil for a spicier option for those who would like that variety. Uh, MPW, that code gets you $20 off your first order at primeshrimp.com. Remember, about 10 minutes. From uh, freezer to plate for ship directly to your door. So again, primeshrimp.com. Yeah, so six o'clock tonight for uh, for the start of that one. Okay. Uh, Oscar Shibway. Can we talk about that for a minute? I was yep. not aware of this until you broke this basketball news to me today. Yes, he is coming back for his senior season or whatever it is. Sorry, not senior. I don't know. Whatever it is. Yeah. Another season. Yeah. Shibway, the SEC player of the year, national player of the year. I mean, year. I'm glad he's going to get to play against the other. Like, we get to see. The statistical <laughs> things. You're just making my job harder. That's all you're doing. <laughs> That's all you're doing right now. <laughs> Everybody's already mad at me. <laughs> <I'm> sorry. <laughs> uh, no, but it's fair. I mean, I didn't make the comparison. Um, why is it oh, real quick before you do this? Why is everybody frustrated? What's going on with this Shaden Sharp kid, the Kentucky player? He's going pro. But he's not supposed to be eligible. Like people are raising hell about whether or not he should actually be eligible because of when his graduation date was. Kentucky people are upset. The Kentucky media members are pointing out that they there should be issues on him being eligible for the draft, and oh, people good seem God. to be very issued. No, he's he's eligible. Okay, I mean I don't know, and he'll he'll be the sixth or seventh pick in the draft. Okay, he's he's not going to play at Kentucky. I know that's hard for them, but he's not going to play at Kentucky. Okay. He's going pro. He could. He, and to Kyle, Kyle Tucker's credit, he says if Shaden Sharp has been ruled ineligible for the draft, as has been speculated, people are doing that. Kentucky staff doesn't know it. I still expect to see a Slicky produced announcement video by the weekend. And NBA sources say that he will be eligible should he declare. Yeah. Yeah. I, I listen to a lot of NBA stuff, and people who are informed say that, that uh, Shaden Sharp will be in the draft. He's. If there's a guy that could rocket up the charts, his the, the we're getting away from the topic. I'm sorry. I'll come back. That's fine. Um, he's got. He doesn't have the wingspan that you want for that spot. Short arms and all that, but the guy has super skills. He's he's got a chance to. If you told me somebody outside of, um, Jabari Smith. And Chet Holmgren and Jaden Ivey and um, 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 Paulo Bancaro slipped into the top four. I would tell you it was it was Sharp. I don't think you will. If you told me that Sharp was the fifth pick in the draft, I'd buy it. So a couple different things, and we will get back to Shibuya in a second. Active college basketball coaches who have won a national title. 
now with all this turnover going Active on. Active college basketball coaches. Want to take a shot at it? Calipari. There are only one, two, three, four, five, six, seven. Calipari. That's correct. Izzo. That's correct. Um, obviously, Self. That's correct. Um, uh, trying to think a minute. They were all gettable is why I ask you this. You're, 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 you'll, you'll be mad at yourself if you miss any of them. And then we won't spend a ton of time on it, but. Uh, 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 Drew. Yep. Um, Scott Drew. Yeah. Baylor last year. Yeah, not Bryce, but Scott. Yes. Um, you got three left. Okay. Oh, I'm hating myself already. Uh, oh, uh, the guy at Virginia. Um, Tony Bennett. Yeah, Bennett. Yep. Um, Two left. One guy has two, one guy has one. One guy has two, one guy has one. Okay. Um, Bill Self and this guy are the only two with two. Okay. So somebody's been around a while. Yep. It's Jim, a little, Jim Beheim. He is the one with one. Okay. Missing one. Um, I'll give you a little bit of a hint. It's a little bit of a trick question because you're not thinking of where he is now as one of the places. But he has two titles. Okay. Rick Pitino. That is correct. Yes. Okay. Those are the seven. Good job. Uh, the Athletic has a really interesting story that's kind of funny uh, on LSU basketball for those who find the portal on the other side when you get devastated. It says, by April the 1st, every scholarship player at LSU was in the transfer portal. Adam ben Hoon was the last man standing. All of a sudden, I'm the guy the new staff is asking where to go get a new barbecue. And he's the one dude that's left on the... Uh, he's the, it? Yeah, he's it. Wow. He's the only guy left on... He, the, the freshman walk-on is now the only player remaining on the LSU basketball team. So, yes. So, to Sheboy. He was going to be a second-round pick. Yes. Which means... No guarantees. Yeah, no guarantees. And you were telling me Kentucky has put together $2 million worth of NIL? That is the that is the word going around the stratosphere is that Kentucky has Sheboy somewhere around a uh, a $2 million situation. Yes. So he's going to make more money at Kentucky than he would have made playing in the G League. So he probably would have gotten a two-way deal with an NBA team. A two-way deal means that you – you you you're on the NBA roster, but you're going back and forth between the G League and 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 the, the end of an NBA bench. And sometimes those guys work out. More often than not, they don't. They end up overseas. I mean, we everybody loves to do the stories about the guy that you know was playing in the NBA that was a second round pick and blah blah blah. But listen, most of the cats in the NBA that are playing are first round picks. They there was a lot of hangups too. He's the first unanimous national player of the year to come back in fourteen seasons, and oh wow, there were lots of hangups for him with NIL even because he's an international kid. So there was stuff that had to go on. Like one of the one of the staffers at Kentucky apparently was a maestro on figuring out not getting him deals, but figuring out how even he would be eligible compliance wise to take advantage of some of these things. Gotcha. That was going on with that. Uh, I don't have the guy's name in front of me right now. Uh, the director of player development, TJ uh, TJ Bessner or Bissner at Kentucky. I don't know how to pronounce it. Okay. Um, but yes, apparently a ton of stuff. He's got tons of I'm back merchandise going. Kentucky fans buying it off the damn racks, sure. as you would imagine. Sure. But they think that all the values will be coming in. And they have a big time class coming in too. So you know he's he's the anchor of a team in 
in much the same way that I think you're going to see uh, Jalen Williams announce officially that he's coming back to Arkansas, and they've got a big-time class coming in. And as Kyle Tucker mentions, he says no small thing. Oscar has a chance now to go down as an all-time Kentucky legend. The NIL value is actually for a lifetime. People love him already, but get the Cats another Final Four banner or a title, and they'll buy from Deshiboy Toyota forever. No doubt. No, no question about it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's hard to argue. He made the right choice. Yeah, sure. In the, and frankly, even if he gets hurt, in the same, that's the point. In the same way that if you can be the sixth or seventh pick in the draft, you can't go back. Yeah. You, you have to go pro. There's too much money. Jalen Williams is getting the same score, right? He's being told, hey, you're probably – you have a chance to go late first round, but you're probably a second-round pick because in the NBA you need your bigs to shoot. You want to, you're going to draft a guy with a first-round pick? He's got to be able to knock a shot down or have an elite skill. And drawing charges is not it. So I get it. Yeah, Sheboy's doing the right thing. Absolutely. And you hope for his sake that he has a big year and that it turns into that. But yeah, that's fan bases will reward loyalty, especially a fan base like that one in that sport. Because yeah. if you've never been to Rupp for like senior night, you don't really understand it. And I don't mean that to sound condescending. I didn't get it until I went for – I was at Kentucky for, uh, was it Saul Smith, Tubby's kid? Yeah. His senior night, and there was another couple of guys. And, dude, I mean, I was like kind of like getting teary-eyed almost. It was incredible. It's just a different deal. Saul played Kentucky or Georgia? Was he Kentucky? Gigi played at Georgia. Okay, gotcha. Saul played at Kentucky. Brian played here. Brian played here. Yeah. But it was different, you know. And Yeah, it's, it's I can see it. Yeah, that's a good point. Gender says he he his mom had not seen him play, not even on TV, because she's in the Congo. Oh wow! And they're trying to get the mom to Kentucky, right? I didn't I didn't read through it enough to. Well, that's know what I've there. kind of intimated or heard. Okay. So, yeah, seismic stuff from NCAA basketball. There, I'm sure Kentucky will be decent next year. Shocked. And the SEC is going to be a bear at the top. Um, yeah, it's going to have some really good teams. Like, yeah. I, I mean, look, I know Auburn's losing Kessler and, and Smith. They're still going to be really good. Alabama's going to be really good. Tennessee's going to be really good. Kentucky's got a chance to be elite. Arkansas's got a chance to be elite. A&M's going to be very good. Borderline elite, I think. I mean, A&M is the team. You want to bet on a team now, get some money? Aggies. Oh. Hmm. Um, yeah, it's – it's it's why I kind of watch what Ole Miss is doing, and I just shake my head a little bit. I I I don't I don't see I don't see it. I don't see a path in this league to what they need to do to kind of silence stuff. Maybe I'm maybe I'm dead wrong. I, but the path it feels like okay, hey, we need Deshaun Ruffin and Matt Morrell to be superstars damn near every night, and that's doesn't typically work like that. Um, Shay Robinson, the women's basketball coach at Ole Miss, the assistant who is the reason that Shakira Austin came to uh, the Rebels, has accepted an assistant position at Louisville. Okay. So there's there's that. Um, also, Grant Slatton committed to Tennessee Tech to continue his career. And I was so happy for Grant. I mean. Found a spot. Found the spot where he should have gone in the first place. Yeah. And they offered him in the first place. and he, He'll have the right career now. Yeah. And I'm trying to do that in a way that I'm not being critical. I, 
all Grant Slatton did was take a scholarship offer. Oh, sure. Yeah. I was I was happy for him that he ended up there, and I hope it goes really well from all accounts. He's a super kid. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, Henry's guys coming to you later today. Richard Cross, Tyler Siski on that one, and then uh, Ole Miss baseball tonight from uh, Swayze Field, 6 o'clock for the Rebels and the Bulldogs. Grove Bowl noon on Saturday. That's correct. 3.30 for basketball. I mean, for baseball, not basketball. No, baseball. not a basketball. There's not a basketball There's game at 3.30. There's not a basketball game. So, uh, <laughs> those are only in Kiffin's driveway. We're done with that for the uh, for the season. Yeah. So. All right. Have a good day. Take care. We'll talk to you again soon.